Conversations with Greg and Kobe. Welcome to another impactful episode of Conversations with Craig and Kobe. I am Craig King. And I am El Kobe the Wiz. And we are Craig and Kobe. And so here we are again. We are here, brother. So, so let's be honest with the people. Let's tell them the truth. Tell them the truth. Here's the truth, them. y'all. Conversation we're about to talk about is not the conversation we was going to talk about. <laughs> literally, literally popped up like a right. couple minutes ago. This is the beauty of yeah. the, this podcast, YouTube thingy experience. Like yeah. This is the beauty of what we're doing and why we're doing this, right? So... Yeah, this is is the naturalness, right? Of yeah, it, and 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 not being locked in, right? So that it can be what it's supposed to be. Yeah, we literally came in with the docket of ideas, right? But we were just like, this is not it's it. something to come up, and yeah. then wow! Shout out to Kingdom Culture. Yep, in the building. Shout out to Shantae. We were just Shantae. all talking, and talking. just this con- this topic came up, but we. We don't want to get into it too much because we know you got to, we got two things we got to do, right? Yes. So if you have not been uh, a part of this journey that we've been on, this conversation with Craig and Kobe, Mm -hmm. you um, are not aware that this podcast is not like uh, maybe any other you've listened to. Um, This is not scripted. Uh, We don't have notes. Uh, We believe that learning happens through conversations and that the magic of the conversation and the scripted is the unscripted is really where the magic happens. Right. And so um what we do have in this podcast this con- we have a topic mm-hmm. and we have a timer. And so if you got 40 minutes uh you know that's about all we're going to keep you and yep. wherever we are is where we stop and if we need to continue we continue but we don't that's all we got. Yeah, we got a topic and we got a timer, and today's topic is dealing with death. Dealing with death. It was not what it was scheduled, and it was right. not even something we had even written down to talk about. But that's what we're gonna be talking about. All right. So set the timer. Here's the timer, and the timer begins now. So we so we literally had to stop talking yes. prior to the cameras were rolling started rolling because. We don't want to. We give started. It away. We, well, we started talking, and then we kind of looked at each other, and we were like, "We need to like have this as a conversation." As a conversation. Like that, that wasn't even the conversation we were about to start. Oh, so that's the beauty of this thing, right? Because the topic that we had, I just, I knew that wasn't it. Right. Like, I was like, "That's not it." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, not this time. It's, right. it's, that is a conversation for another day. Yeah. That's not it, and so. Then I was like, mm, but I'm de- I'm feeling with this thing with this can and will, right? Can and will doing is where you get your power. Yeah, that I was that was felt good. But that just kind of sneaked in there but because then we-, we started talking about stuff in college, and then this just kind of found yeah. its way to the surface, yeah. and it was like, this is it. This so, is the conversation. So I'm, I'm just going to jump out with just what we were it. talking about. Let's go. And the conversation I stopped. Go I, ahead. I was sharing with sharing with you and Shantae that, you know, every, you know, my family and I, Sanaya and Tasia, we'll have these great conversations at dinner or in mm-hmm. the living room where we just talk about real life stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And 
all of a sudden we got on the topic of death. Mm-hmm. And um, Sanaya, sixteen year old, she was just you know sharing that you know it's if she just thought about the people that were close to her and she was like, oh, if this happened, you know, I, I don't know what I would do. I wouldn't be able to function. I mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to get out of bed. And it was relatable mm-hmm. based on where I was like at her age or when right. I was coming up, when I thought about people 16, that were- 17, teenager. Yeah, when you start realizing, wow, you know, people around me, close to me or away from me- Can die. Death is part of life, right? And so- I thought about that and I validated that in her. I just didn't want to say, oh, no, you'll be fine. No, I wanted to validate right, that right, feeling right. because it was it's a, a really, real it's a real thing yeah. to feel that way. Um, and then me and you started talking about that preparation piece mm-hmm. that's a responsibility mm-hmm. as parents. As parents, right. Um, and and it, 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 it went to you talking about your daughters and how... You know, the movie Black, Black Panther. Panther. I'm not going to steal your thunder, but uh-huh. I want you to talk about that a little uh-huh. bit. And I'll wrap up my little piece. And we had that conversation. It was rich. Mm-hmm. My wife and I, we poured into her and we mm-hmm. shared those honest feelings. But we also shared with her, I shared with her, like when I lost my dad in 2018, mm-hmm. that it was a huge loss mm-hmm. physically for my dad. Mm-hmm. But then I proceeded to share with her, like, I feel him mm-hmm. every day. And he prepared me to, to live, live life mm. without him. Yeah. Now, did I want him to leave? Right. Absolutely not. I didn't right. want my dad to die. Mm. I, I don't think anybody wants anyone close to them to mm. leave this earth, right? Mm. Um, but by that same reality, I know one day it's going to be my right. time as well. Absolutely. And so it's important that I prepare her to live life without me mm-hmm. and prepare all the people around me mm-hmm. to live life without me, whether that's me inspiring them in some way to to get out of me what's in me. That's right. Right? Right. And so um, it was just a really good conversation. This, this conversation happened earlier this week, and it was just like, wow. You know, as parents, we spend a lot of time on, you know, school and other things, but, like, death is one of those things that, when you feel appropriate, you should do. Like it's it's something that kids and you should have an open dialogue about it. And I think I think in the midst of where we are now, right? In the country yeah. in twenty twenty and you know, COVID and running deaths and almost a half a yeah, like million yeah, Americans. Like 400, 000, yeah. You know what I mean? Like half a million Americans, like um uh so it's it's present. It's like in mm-hmm. the forefront of and especially like teenagers, because they they see the news. You know what I mean? Right. I, I got little people, so I can kind of hide that from them. And they know they know the COVID night. They know stuff ain't, sure. ain't what it's supposed to be. Um, so, but yeah, man, I think that whole piece with um, you know that Black Panther movie when when went saw it and you know he was like you know Father, I'm not ready. I can't live without you. And he said, you know, a father who is not prepared. You know, their child to live without them has failed. And I was like, wow, like that. I stood up, like, did y'all hear that? Like, mm. I was like, this is this, that's the movie. Like, I'm ready to go. Like, if we don't get no, if you don't get nothing else yeah. out this movie, like, get that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, when we were talking about you know, college and all that other stuff and you know what college is, we probably need to have that conversation. One day, mm-hmm. yeah. but we were talking about that, and I said, um, you know, I think that that whole experience is 
is as a parent is now not how do I put character in my child, although that's important, right? Now, how do I make sure they do their schoolwork? That's important. But the goal is how do I make sure I prepare them to adult successfully? And I think keeping that at the forefront helps you to parent them at every level, Mm -hmm. whether they're 6 or 16. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that that, when you start thinking about what are the habits, mm-hmm. what are the conversations, um, you know, what are the norms and values that you're trying to get them to, how are you teaching them to operate outside of your presence? Right. Um, I think if you think about it like that, how you parent differs, right? Because... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we had, uh, you know, I got girls. And so, like, you know, when you're going to let them date? And some people like, never. never. <laughs> 35. You can date oh, at 35. You know oh, what I'm saying? Bro, but, it's like, it's, but I think yeah. now I was talking to a dude and I was like, bro, I, I really want them to date while I'm in the house. Because I want to be there to guide them through that process, right? Yeah. Um, so that when they get out, like you don't want their first boyfriend to be trash when they're out, <laughs> but, but even when they're out out of yeah. college, like you don't want their first interactions right. with the opposite success, it, opposite sex, in like a meaningful, you know, loving. Like you don't want that to be outside of your right. realm of 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 you. Like you want that. You want to be able to watch that to guide that. This is what you kind of should do. This is why you shouldn't do it. Like you want to have those conversations. Um, you know, I'm in one of these dad groups. And all of that stuff. And so they're talking about, you know, my 16-year came up to me and was asking me about sex. And, you know, what did I tell him? Do I give him condoms? Like, all of that stuff. But mm-hmm. um, as I digress. But, yeah, so just understanding that getting this train back on the track, that talking to your kids about loss mm-hmm. and about you not being possibly present in their life is something that you have to and should prepare them for. Yeah. And when when you were saying that last line, I was just like, so for me, it happened organically where I was, because some topics are hard to like, how do you start? How do you start it? How do you start talking about sex? How do you start talking about um get married or mm-hmm. how do you start talking about loss and death mm-hmm. and how do you start that conversation? And it's almost like, you know, Sanaya gave me that little softball pitch. Yeah. About alley-oop. alley When it was, it was a serious moment yeah. for her, obviously all of us, um, my wife included, but that experience gave me an opportunity to share with her, like, you know, what happened to, you? What happened to me, you know, in that loss and, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, Tasia was able to do the same. And so I think it's important that we just are honest in those moments and and not brush it under the rug because, you know, the grieving and the crying and, and the that. loss, all the stuff. But the conversation took somewhat of a, a shift when I felt the need to share with her, like, even if something happens to me or like when a- something happens to me, 
y'all are taken care of. And I just didn't leave it as a blanket statement. I said, I kind of went through the process of what would happen. And some people may say, oh, that's, you know, you don't have to do all that. But You're, you do. But you do because. She's going to be an adult one She's going to be an adult. And on her own. And on her own. So I went through the process. I said, hey. If something happens to me, your mom insurance. is going to pick up the phone and dial this person, and that person is going to cut a check for a certain amount that is going to take care of, of a lot of stuff that's going to allow you to properly grieve me and not have to worry about using running, your savings, running back to running work. back and forth, starting a GoFundMe account. And we're not criticizing anybody we're out there that has to do it. You did what you had to do. There's power in preparation. But there's power in preparation. And so coupling, you know, talking about loss from that spiritual aspect and um, the grieving process and, and how that looks, but also like preparing her, these are the things that Need you should do yes. so that your family around you. So in the future, she gets married and has children. When she gets married, she knows, hey, need I need to get a life insurance policy. policy. I need to get a living mm-hmm. will. I need to do all these things. All the to- other stuff. That's part of adulting. That's part of adulting. <laughs> Not just how to change the bulbs. And the, yeah. It's good to know how to change yeah. the bulbs and, and, the, and the lamps. Oil but and get your AAA and yeah. all of that stuff. But these are the other things that, and then that conversation about death, right? So mm-hmm. that you die, but you never die. Mm. Right? That to every ending, there's a new beginning. That's right. And, right, so that everything is energy. And I know, like, before we got on, um, you were talking about how, you know, like your dad was gone, but you still feel him. I dream about him. Like that part. So that whole thing of, like, energy, like, so that's when you can, like, have those conversations about, you know, who is God and who are we as, you know, human beings having, right, a spirit, a spirit. And, a, and a soul and that that we're really spirits having a human experience and not the other way around. That's right. Right? That this humanness is laid on top of our spirit, not the spirit laid on top of the human. Right? That living that inside out. And so... That opens itself up to a whole nother yeah. conversation to talk about that, yeah, we die, but we always live. That's right. And that the whole purpose of death should be to inspire life. Mm. Wow. Right? So that that's what death should do. Like, death should inspire you to live. And so, um, wow. So I now celebrate February 21st as another birthday. February 21st of 2019, I was driving down to, uh, it's not Myrtle Beach. It was outside of Myrtle Beach. Conway? Um, Conway. Mm-hmm. Conway, South Carolina. And I, it was raining. Um, the time I had a, a, a Nissan 
a Titan and truck, right? Truck, yep. pickup, mm-hmm. and came around the corner, hit the brakes, car, I truck. I, I believed flipped. I believe it rolled, but literally rolled, ran into the side of a house, and was like literally four to six feet from a propane tank. Like the big ones from the house. Glass shattered. I had uh, torn my Achilles. I saw I had the thing. And bruh, car flip, back turned in, thing kind of smashed, glass shattered. I had two scratches. Had two scratches on my hand and like two scratches on my neck. That was it. And I was like, I should have died. Like, like if you would have saw the car and like, not like you, not like you walked away from that. You walked away from that and like, wasn't sore, like, wasn't, like, literally two scratches. And that's when I was like, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be here. Like, I got some, some, some work I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And so I think coming that close to death helps you to, like, really appreciate mm-hmm. life and why you're here. And so, like recognizing that people die like it's going to happen it's going to happen like you're going to die mm-hmm. and i think a piece is now the question that we have to ask ourselves right mm-hmm. it's not if we're going to die cuz we are right but the question that we have to ask is how are you going to live knowing that one day you're going to die? That's a great question. Great question, right? And another question I'll put with that, I'll tie in a nice little bow with that. How will you inspire life when you're not here? Mm. Going back to what you said earlier. So how Which is tied directly to what you just said. Yeah, so how do you live a life that inspires others to live even after you're gone? So that's how we. That's how. So we were just sharing about, you know, Chadwick, yeah, and, and Kobe, and how they. It was clear that they, they had, had they a had, full they had life. They but, but they lived so much prior to. But we all knew that they had so much more to give. To give. And even though we know that truth. They are still inspiring life because of the, because of the work that they did. Because of the work that they did while they were here. So I always kind of wonder that, you know what I mean? Like, you know, God, Jesus, Yahweh, Allah, you know, Buddha, whoever you aspire to as being all in all, like, you know, the universal knowingness of all things, the omnipotence of 
when people are gone like that, do they, you know what I mean? At some point, do they even, do they feel, do they know, like, I'm not going to be here, so I got to do, you know what I mean? I just wonder if they feel that. You mean that in the last few yeah, do seconds? They, or um, not even seconds, but like, so Chadwick knew, right? Chadwick knew like four years. Like, he knew that he was on mm-hmm. borrowed time. Right. You know what I mean? And so, and Kobe, right, he could have still played. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he he could have still been balling. You know what I mean? But he was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I'm going And I'm out. not missing it. I'm going out on top. I'm going to end it here. So I wonder, like, even in all of that, did... And even, you know, it's why you hear while his wife's talking about how he, did he know, like, I'm not going to grow old. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get what you, tr- yeah. I, 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 I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know. I mean, but I know even like with Martin Luther King, when he knew, he was like, man, I would love to live a long life. Mm-hmm. Love to grow old. Like, but he knew he wasn't. Circumstances, I think, dictate a lot of that. You know, right. with Chadwick, he knew he had cancer. Cancer, and, right. You know, Kobe, it was a tragic. Tragic. You know, instant. they were on the way to play basketball, I believe. Uh-huh. Gigi was on the way to play basketball, whatever, with our team or whatever. But, I, you know, I look at my grandma, you know, she probably had an indication. Yeah. My dad had an indication. indication. Yeah, they know. And, like, yeah. And so I think so. Here's, here's, but, here's where I'm going. Okay. And I'm going to hold mine. Go ahead. think this conversation, right? I don't know what it's doing for you, but for me, making me live but not have to get to that point, right? Where you're like, you only got four years left or you got 36 months. Like, in the comment that you made earlier, like, what do you say? The, the biggest mistake is thinking that you got more time. Mm-hmm. So what do we do to keep that in front of us so that we live knowing, right, that we're going to die and that we don't take for granted that we have more time? Right. So that's... But it, it it's... But it also makes you think that shouldn't be used and flipped in a negative way for us to think we shouldn't prepare for 15 years down the road. Right, right, 20 right. years Absolutely. down the road. So, cool. so let's make that clear. Absolutely. Like, yeah, you know, live, you know, live your life. <laughs> do it. Yeah, yeah, do it. YOLO, Don't play baby. It. Spend all your savings, you know, do everything you want to do. Once, baby. Don't go to work tomorrow. No, no, we're not saying that. Cause no man knows that they know the hour, correct? We we don't we don't know that. So, um, and even those people that have indications, because God can make a mighty move, and and the doctors or a man can say, "Hey, you have bone cancer." Listen, man, and you're not gonna make it two what, years. What we know, but you live a full life. We know they God is all. They are practicing right. medicine. They're practicing. <laughs> they they have a medical. Mm-hmm. 
practice. That's right. Because that's what they're doing. They, that's what they do. They, they practice it. And we, we're thankful for them. Yeah. But yeah we, it's but it's we, necessary. But, they, we, but let's know. They don't know, they don't know everything. And, yeah. they, and, you know, they best guess. So let me ask you a question. Since we're dealing with dealing with death, um, and it could have been multiple, but I want you to pick one uh, loss that you've experienced that even though they may have prepared you, it w- it was just tough for you. Like it was. Oh, that's easy. That's uh, that's grandma. So talk about uh, grandma. Tell tell the people about grandma. So grandma. Tell, tell me about grandma. So grandma and the people. Uh, it's probably my favorite person on the planet. Absolutely. Um, uh, she passed, and we've talked about this before. The, the reason why I did the finish strong, I needed something to mm-hmm. kind of, you know, keep my mind on it, still working, and all of that. But Grandma, man, she was the, the heart and soul of the family, bro. Mm-hmm. She was. Um, What's her name? Uh, Christine Campbell. Shout out to Christine Campbell, memory of. Um, and so, um, you What's know. one thing she taught you? Man. Well, I know it's many things, but just. Many things. I think at the end of the day, uh, what grandma, let's look at this camera. Let's look at this camera. What grandma taught me, <laughs> you know, what she said is that. Kobe, you always got to treat people right, regardless of how they treat you. Wow. So that was like the biggest lesson. It's like always treat people right, regardless of, she said, because people, you know, they give you what they got. Mm. And so I've taken that and kind of added onto that and, and, how I say it now is people give to you out of their abundance. So Whatever that is. Yeah, so if they have an abundance of fear, an abundance of hate, an abundance of frustration, an abundance of despair, yeah, that's what they give you, right? So that's why you got to take the time to pour into yourself. So losing her was like tough, bro. Like mm-hmm. that was the one who, you know, it wasn't. It was like a year late, and 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 when she passed was like tough too, right? So you know, you used to always hear those things like you know, holla around the holidays, like check on those people, who mm-hmm. loved ones. But bro, like, <laughs> so my birthday is the nineteenth. She passed on the seventeenth, which is Founders Day for us. You know what I'm saying, like. You know, so it's right before my birthday, right before my little person's birthday. But then, like, my aunt, whose birthday is November 23rd, uh, you know, she was, like, buried, like, right either, like, the day after, the day before her birthday. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, And then you got Thanksgiving right after. The, so it's just like, ah. So, uh, so all of that, man. Um, but I think her life and the people that she touched— you know, our house was always during the holidays and since 60, 70, 80 people, everybody oh, came through grandma's house, to, you know, grab a plate. So, um, so her life is one that inspires me to live and to be better. You know what I mean? Like, 
You feel like she's prepared you to live. Oh man, yeah. She was she definitely did. You know what I mean? She um I mean, that's what she would say, Kobe, you know, I'm I'm not always gonna be here. You know what I mean? So and be like, girl, I'll stop saying that. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, because at that, you just, you, I just thought that she would just be around forever just because she always had been. You know what I mean? And so it was you, a constant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just don't, you literally just don't picture life without them because they just have always, she just always was always there. Because why would you picture it if they're there? Yeah. Like, like why, why even put yourself through that? Yeah, you know, because no, that, that's the human side yeah. of it. Like, we know it's going to happen, yeah, all possibility, but, but let's not even spend yeah. time on that because I can see them, I can touch them right here. Mm-hmm. Right and now. so dealing with that and grieving, that, like, and that's the thing, like nobody can tell you how to grieve. No. You know, um, or even how long it takes. But understanding that you got to live while you do that, um, so it's not like, well, get over it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, that's not the thing. It's get along with it. You don't get over it. You get, you get along with yeah. it. And so how do you deal with death in a way that still allows you to mourn and not necessarily be okay with them being gone, but recognizing that not everybody stays. No, nobody stays here forever. Right. So yeah. So holding on to the sadness. Yeah. Right. It doesn't serve you. Mm. And you got to do what serves you. You know what I mean? And so, as and I, a, I, I I say, like you you be sad, like you grieve, like but you you pitch a tent there. You don't grab bricks. Like you can visit there, like you can visit that That's space, good. but you can't. You can't live. That there. is good, man. Yeah, pitch a tent. Don't grab no bricks, though. And it's it's all about the energy you give it to mm-hmm. it as well, yeah. because like, so for me, that same question, if I had to answer it, I would say, prior to my dad passing, it was my grandma too, my grandma Ada, um, <laughs> and they were one and the same. That was um, my dad's mom or whatever. But you know. I was telling sharing with Sanaya in that conversation I was sharing about losing my dad. There's times when I pitch a tent, and sometimes that tent is when I'm driving. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen at home. Like it doesn't happen at home when I'm doing things. It it happens when I'm by myself. By when I'm either Come driving on. to work Come or on. driving from work. That and is, it, that's when they, that's it happens when, in that's like this one you. space of road. That's when they it happens you. on hard scrabble road. Mm. Like when I make that left, and when I'm passing by CVS. It's nothing that it reminds me, but it's just like that same area just, or hard scrabble, and I, I have a good cry. There's an energy, I pitch a tent there's there. an energy that, that just... But the energy also translates to the dreams. Like, I'm a dreamer. Some people are dreamers. Like, I have vivid mm-hmm. dreams every night. Mm-hmm. Like, when I go to sleep, I look forward to it because it's like an adventure. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm doing all kind of crazy stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's, But I often have these serious dreams or just fun dreams about my dad since he passed. Mm-hmm. And they're always life, like... The last dream I had, we were driving in his 69 Charger down 26, stopped at a gas station to get some food and drink or whatever, mm. and and drove home. Um, another dream was he was with his cousin George in New York having pizza, and he had on some red chucks. I, mean, I ain't never seen my dad in chucks before, but <laughs> um, and he was just happy. Uh-huh. And and those dreams, um, they're just like I take them as energy 
him communicating with me. Mm-hmm. And I've always been a vivid dreamer. And what's what's um, interesting about that, Kobe, is when my grandma was alive, so I've always been a vivid dreamer. I remember her t- sharing with me that my dad was a vivid dreamer too, mm. and he would dream things that would actually come to pass. Oh yeah. And so, um, and that happened to me. That happens to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, me too. Um, my one of my friends used to call me Nostradamus. I mean, he used to pick at me because I used to dream stuff, and it would actually come to pass or mm-hmm. whatever. And um, and so I look at those things that he's instilled in me, and how I'm able to live now that he's gone. And just the right things I know to do when it comes to like my family and my community, mm. my friendships. Mm-hmm. And I'm not perfect, you no, know. I'm not perfect by are. any stretch of the imagination. There, there are things that I need to do. We that are I, all that, flawed. There are things that I know I need to do as it relates to like friendships and people that mm-hmm. um, are close to me mm-hmm. that I need to do. And and so, but at the end of the day, I am proud of what he prepared me to be. Mm. Him and my grandmother. My grandma Ada. She was just she. I used to always stop by her house when I went home in college before I came back, and she said something to me one day that stuck with me, and I wrote about it in my book. She said it helped me because, like being in college, you know, you're pulled so many different ways. Mm-hmm. You're learning so many things about yourself, relationships, and stuff. And she said, and she didn't say this to give me a pass, mm-hmm. but she did say, "Craig, no one leaves this earth perfect." Mm-hmm. Everyone, when they die, they Has, die struggling with something. They 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 are struggling with something. And I, but I think that everybody, all of us. So this, so here's the thing about like living. Mm-hmm. Um, living is literally about learning to trust yourself. That's that's really what life is really about: is yeah. learning to trust yourself, because you think like. If I knew what I knew now, right? But when you look back, mm-hmm. you did what you did because of what you knew, right? And so you trusted yourself based on the information that you had, the wisdom and the experiences, right, that you lived through. Mm-hmm. So now you look at an older version, you're like, man, but because you've lived more. Mm-hmm. Right, you've you've had some more time with yourself. You you've had some different experiences. Yep. So that's what brings about. So you know when you talk about when people get oh like man they just say whatever they want to say <laughs> like they just do whatever they want like because they now they know they know they they've had 40, 50, 60, yeah. 60, 70 years with themselves and you're like man they just say what they they, yeah. want, they don't care like they don't no, care. it's not that it's just that now. They have a different level of assurance and and of knowingness. Yeah, and so that's really what it's about. And when you see your children growing up, you're oh, like, "Let me give you game, boy, man." But sometimes it's like, "I don't want game. I just want to do this." But you're listen, like, "It would make life so much easier listen, if you just bro, get like, this game, this free yes, game." Yes, not just your children, but bro, you know, listen, we work with children, like just like just children in the community, bro, like get this free game. Listen, and bro. I can. Yesterday, I'm working yeah. with my my daughter. Like, look, I need you to take these sight words that you got. I need you to write one sentence per line per word. Mm-hmm. I come back. She's like, well, I wrote this one, but then I start the next sentence on this line because I had some more space. I'm like, but that's not what I asked you to do. Like, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, like, what did I ask you to do? She's like, you asked me to write, you know, one sentence per line, per sight word. What did you do? Well, 
I started to sense me, but, but you, but what did I ask you to do? Right? You like follow like and the lesson, baby. There's there's a reason, like, and you got to learn to follow. I love that you want to go outside and you see, but there's a reason, like, and so both of them, both of my kids, man, they are just. They they are very strong willed. Like they really want to do what they want to do, and it's just. I wonder where they get that from. Bro, it's tough. Think. It's let me try to think. It's <laughs> tough raising smart. Like, and the littlest one, bro. When I tell you, she ain't got no type of confidence issues. Like none. She she has been here before. If I didn't believe in reincarnation, like this one, this one, she's small, but she walks tall, bro. Like. She is, she has a, a confidence, an assuredness uh, that I just don't know where she got it. So, so, young. so what does that do for you as a dad when we're talking about going back to our topic, dealing with death? At that age, for her to have that, does that offer you some type of comfort? Oh yeah, for sure. Talk bro. about that. Like because I know like she is she's the youngest, but mm-hmm. she's going to be the leader of those two. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So should things happen, she's going to be the one that's like going to be like, "Look, let's get this to get like, you know, she she's going to be the one." And so uh, you know, I told my mom and my sister and, and the missus is like I don't want to. I don't want to kill that in her. Like so, I, I, right? You know, what I mean, I, I love the fact that she's assertive. She says, and like, what it is is untrained leadership. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It's just untrained leadership. Yeah. So, getting her to recognize, and so those I know, like her, there'll probably be conversations I can have with her that I won't be able to have with her because her sisters are like feel an emotional mess. Like, right? You know. You know, I got you. You know, because Alana's like, oh, the puppy died. All right. like, okay, like, <laughs> can we get another one? Get, get that, that part. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, she's going to, yeah. she's going to be that one. So, um, yeah, but I think having that in them, like, and having that conversation because they're, they're, they're going to, like, you know, they got grandparents and, like, so getting them prepared to deal with that loss, yeah, is 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 that's, uh, that's interesting. That makes and when you were talking about your youngest being that just untrained leader, like my oldest brother out of all, you know, I have three brothers. My oldest brother, Carlton, is that person. Like he's like the unofficial leader of the pack, mm-hmm. and like he accepts that responsibility. And even now, as adults, like you know, all of us are adults, but like when it comes to a family issue. Like he like sets the stage as far as like all right this is th- these are our options like just what a leader would do mm-hmm. but also give you the input you're a grown man what mm-hmm. do you think about the situation you mm-hmm. know but he has always been that that identifiable leader and my parents often went through him when something needed to be communicated not because they loved us any less mm-hmm. it was just that. They he's, knew it too. In, and yeah. there was no program or no ceremony that says, all right, Carlton King is the leader of the brothers and will communicate all information, blah, blah, yeah. blah. It was just one of those things that was naturally, it's just 
It just happened. Now, see, in our family, we have, just like in the frat, right? Mm-hmm. We have protocol. Right. So it goes from the oldest to mm-hmm. the youngest. And in our family, like, that is just grandma, grandpa. They That is something that they left with us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, so my sister's the oldest in our, and Elijah, shout out to Elijah Wilkerson. Um, she is, she's the oldest and she is the leader. She's the, you know, the second oldest grandchild. I'm the first and oldest boy, but it would just, it'd be protocol. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the brothers. I come in, like, you know, the room, because it's a bunch of us cousins. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, up, oh. Mikey, get up. And you sit down. So... Mikey gets up. I sits in the seat. He goes over to you know the next at court. Get up, sit down. You know what I mean. So it's just. <laughs> so how does how does that you know how does having that identified order help with death? I know for us and our family, you know, when Dad passed, it was just like it was just that leadership that Carlton just. Well, it, it was it was that I man, and because so 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 here's how it translated in our family when we would mm-hmm. have family. Uh, you know, Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, we all get in a circle and we would go around and, you know, we would uh say what we're thankful for. Yeah. And so that protocol took place in a circle. Um, my mom is the oldest. So it would start with my mom, go mm-hmm. my dad, then her kids, then the next oldest aunt, she would go, then their kids, right? The next oldest aunt, right? Then their kids. And that was like the protocol. Like so, that's how it went. So, even in little things like that, it was like established. It's, prepare, it's preparation. It's preparation. Man. It's preparation. Like it's saying it without saying it. Like this is how this is how this goes. Because I and, and knowing that knowing that loss is going to happen in my immediate family, wherever it happens, having that preparation gives you space to say, if something happens, everything's gonna get taken care of that mm-hmm. needs to get taken care of, and I can grieve the way I choose to grieve, mm-hmm. and my brother, my my sister or, or whoever can grieve the way that they they need they, to grieve. They need to grieve. Yeah, and that grieving process is that's a whole nother thing. How do you do that? And nobody can tell you. And you got to do what you know you need to do for you, and don't let anybody else tell you how to grieve or what's yeah. okay to do to grieve. So yeah, I was listening to a, I just caught the last little bit of uh, this NPR interview when I went to, um, when I went out a little bit ago and. On the way back, the guy was just saying how he wrote this paper while he was in school, and he just wrote about his hometown and upbringing, and then he had to share it. And oh. so time to finish the story. Go ahead, finish. And story. so he he was sharing the story, and he couldn't get through the first paragraph because he realized he had never grieved his father. Mm. So for him, he realized that for him to properly grieve, he needed to go back to what his father meant to his community, his home, and what he meant to him. He never grieved his father. Mm. And it came out in that class while he was reading that paper. And so, yeah, you know, I think that, that's a process we have to figure out what that looks like. Because mm-hmm. it's not, when you hear grieve, people think, oh, boohoo crying. That's mm-hmm. not necessarily the mm-hmm. case when it comes to grieving. Right. Sometimes grieving is like, Closing that chapter, or not even closing that chapter, but just reflecting on it the way you, that's going to benefit you. Good stuff. Man. Good stuff. That was good. That was good. We have to be obedient to 40 minutes. Systems. Systems (sighs) keep us safe and keep us in place, right? 
But I don't I don't know. We'll talk about it. Oh, we may come this, back and the, continue the, this conversation. Something. I, we don't know, but um, make sure you subscribe. Yes. And um, yes, go to the YouTube. Go to YouTube. the uh, podcast if you're living in that you know yep. um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Craig and Kobe yep um, shout out to Kingdom Culture Kingdom Culture Shantae Darby Kingdom's yeah man looking good, so we, uh, good before we get out of here we always do this thing what, what are we wearing right some of you guys who are watching on the YouTube you get to see it but for those who are listening they cannot see us so we do this piece at the end what we're wearing today I just got on some jeans I'm rocking my Air Maxes I got on the uh Frat shirt that says so nice they had to name it twice. Shout out to the majestic sci sci chapter of the Omega Sci Fi Fraternity Incorporated. And I got a on a uh a jacket, a tan jacket. Yeah, don't put that jacket down. That has uh, you know, uh Omega Sci Fi on it as well. But uh you, you don't know put that down. What? Well, you can put it down. <laughs> you can be able to track me down. Yes, sir. <laughs> on the other side it has three majestic sci side ninety six. So yeah, you know, personalized nail. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, and, uh, that's how you got to do it. I'm rocking my The Wiz hat. Uh, and uh, that's it, man. What yeah. you rocking? What you man, got just a regular long sleeve black shirt. Got my jean jacket that my wife bought for me. Um, and some jeans, man. Nothing special. Yeah. But the, the jean jacket is special. Let me rephrase that. Yes. It is very special. My wife, my lovely wife, Tasia King, bought this for me. <laughs> So, yeah. So, that's what we hit, man. So, check us out on all, all media platforms. And uh, till next time, this was uh, yep. Conversations with Craig and Kobe. Till next time, y'all. Peace out. Peace out. Conversations with Craig and Kobe.